0: If the dead spoke to you, would you listen, or would you close your senses, tune out the whispers, pretend you couldn't hear? Renowned sculptor
1: Allison Weathers doesn't believe in ghosts, but when a twist of fate leads her to the small mountain town of Dawson Mills, Tennessee, she soon learns that the dead don't always stay silent. Lost Girl by Anne Francis Scott, a paranormal mystery with chilling scenes at the fringe of horror. Available on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, The Network, entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA Production, where people gather.
0: I had just recently moved to Los Angeles And the house that I lived in was this 20-year-old Spanish-style home in the hills About 5,000 square feet, right on the edge of a mountain that can oversee Los Angeles It's the dream house that anyone would want to live in The day I walked into that house, I felt something weird like an unsafe feeling, something not right. I put a light switch on and the light blew. And I knew I was in for something. Something's in there. As the days went by, you start hearing things. And then of course, you know, because you just move into a house, it could be the house. It could be the house settling. Every house has weird noises or things happen. But a noise isn't just a noise when you have that feeling. And that is when I actually called in psychic medium to kind of figure out what was going on in the house. This person had worked for the police. She was a forensic psychic. And the minute that she walked into the house, it was just like a floodgate. She told us that the most evil stuff was upstairs. She felt the evil in that area. She mentioned strangulation, like she couldn't breathe. She put her hand on her neck. And somebody here. And then we just kept on walking through the house and she immediately found the spirit. It's a woman. Her name is Arius? She was one of the spirits that was killed. She's jealous. She was a jealous spirit. I'm Nora Tricello, two-time best-selling author and international speaker on intuition, and you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity Podcast with Aaron Hunter.
1: Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron and Britt here, and it is Monday, December 30th, 2019, episode 216. How is everyone out there around the world doing? And Britt, looking level as ever. Yeah, guys, I'm glad to be back in the hot seat, and I uh, hope everyone had a great Christmas. I uh, It was nice and relaxing for me. I uh, binge-watched some Hulu shows. <laughs> yeah, I got into this zombie kick, so I found some zombie shows and uh, started watching that. But I, uh, yeah, I hope everyone out there had a great Christmas as well. Hopefully, everyone's safe. No one got hurt, all that good stuff. And as you well know, the new year is upon us. What are you guys gonna do? You guys gonna go out and, uh, you know, do some dinner parties, house parties, that sort of thing? I'm, uh, I'm staying home. Yeah, I stay home every year. I don't go out there anymore. I've done it, did it. Uh, one thing I do need to do, though, that's on my bucket list, is to fly out to New York for the uh, ball drop yeah gotta do that uh i think you need to re- have uh reservations something like a, at least a year ahead of time because you know um it's just packed <laughs> everyone wants to go there for new years but other than that yeah i'm gonna stay in i'll probably uh watch some hulu shows now if someone invites me to a, a dinner party or something i might consider that but i usually stay in sometimes i listen to the uh, police scanner just to hear what's going on out there uh Yeah, the cops on New Year's, man. They have a hard time. But yeah, with that, though, guys, we're going to do listener stories yet again. And as always, you know, go ahead and send in your own experiences to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off in a future episode. We do have a pretty big backlog, so, you know, be patient with us, and we'll get to it. First come, first serve, that sort of thing. And this Friday, guys, remember, uh, brand new video shows are coming out. It's the first Friday of January. So, hey, you know, there's something for you there. And also tomorrow, Tuesday, is a brand new show of Aaron's Heart Show with Mr. Aaron Frell And Wednesday, brand new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. So check those guys out as well. They always do a great job. Other than that, though, anything, Britt? No? Okay. Yeah, we, uh... Everything's nice and smooth here, that's about all the announcements we have. So hey, you know what? Let's just get right down to it. You know what that means. Come on. Come on. Say it with me, say it with me to the story then. me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are going, man. It's nice and toasty in here. And you guys know the deal. Go over there to the corner, find a beanbag for yourself, and find an empty spot on the floor, and as usual, get behind my desk here. Still need a new chair. (laughs) All right, Britt. Britt's packet's right here. All right, thank you. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Hmm. No, we got a long one. We got a couple medium ones here. All right, all right. Yeah, I love reading your guys' stories. Uh, Again, we're just flattered that you guys are enjoying the show and you are sharing your own experiences for other people out there in the world to listen to. It's good stuff. And let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's so good when it hits the lips. You know that. All right. Let's see here. First one. This one is called The Girl, and it's by Glass. Okay, Glass. Let's see what you got, man. I moved into a one-bedroom apartment with my fiance with a lot of excitement. Considering we had been living out of a small bedroom in a three-bedroom apartment prior, at this place we were the second tenants to live there. The man that lived there before us moved out of country and had lived there since they were built. It was an open floor plan for the most part with a vaulted ceiling and from the front door the kitchen was to the left with the dining table and to the right was the living room with a small door leading to the porch. From the front door, looking straight back, it splits at the end of a short hallway with the bedroom to the right and bathroom to the left. We lived there with our new pet cat, Taz, and he was an odd kitty. He would watch things that weren't there and liked to be around us constantly. At night, when we would go to sleep, he would desperately try to get back into the room, sticking his paws under the doors and sometimes ramming it. We always thought it odd, but he was still pretty young, so we paid it no mind. I was always a night owl, and when my fiancé would fall asleep, I always would stay up late and read, work on music, or just lay there until I got tired. However, there was always a weird feeling in this place late at night when all was quiet. Before, I felt uneasy and had a strong feeling to stay close to my fiancee when in bed as if something was threatening her or she was not welcome. Four months went by since we moved there and our relationship had depreciated due to us being on different pages in life. She moved out, taking her things as well as Taz, and after this devastating blow to me, I became sad. The apartment no longer held any warmth to it as far as I was concerned and despite being completely alone it never felt that way. I always felt like at any moment someone was going to walk out the door to my bedroom when I was in the living room or kitchen and as if someone was in the apartment when I was in the bedroom. I tried to rationalize it as paranoia or that the breakup was messing with me until it escalated after I began seeing another girl a few months later. Jess and I had been seeing each other for a little while, and she was staying over one night for dinner and a movie, and things seemed to be all right. Nothing weird happened. No odd vibes. Nothing. Until we went to sleep, and she shot up from her slumber and woke me up in a panic, saying that she had seen a girl in a black dress standing in the corner of the room, By the closet. It was really late at night, and I just calmed her down and brushed it off, thinking she had a bad dream, and went back to sleep. All was well for a few days until she stayed over again, like last time, until we went to sleep and she woke up and sat up straight as an arrow, panicking like before, saying that she saw a girl in the corner staring at her with an unpleasant look. At this point, I was beginning to worry for her and myself, considering I live there. I'll never forget the last night she stayed with me. She was sound asleep, facing the wall, and I had my arms around her. I was awake, and it was dark in the room, but not dark enough to where you couldn't see everything clearly. I rolled over onto my back, looking up at the ceiling. When I noticed, a form was there looking over me right next to my bed. I mean literally inches away. The figure resembled a shadowy woman with short hair and at first I didn't register what I was seeing. The more I looked the more it became clear as to what I was looking at. This didn't happen slowly even though it felt like a long time. Then the form that was standing right next to me on my side of the bed turned away and disappeared. That's when it clicked and I realized what I just saw and had happened I shot up and woke Jess up freaking out telling her that I just saw a shadowy woman she was right there next to the bed looking down at me and then turned and moved away and disappeared we were both freaked out and she never stayed over again after that and later broke up with me thus the mood returned in the apartment that unusual feeling once more again Even though, being alone, it never really felt like it. After that occurrence, I was beginning to have speculations if, perhaps, I really was not alone all this time. So, another month or so went by and I began seeing another girl. She was into the paranormal things, same as I was, and said that she felt that there was some kind of mood to the apartment whenever she came about. For a while, nothing happened until one night, We were trying to have a romantic evening and had candles lit in the room with all the lights off. I know, Casanova, right? We were on the bed and things were getting a bit heavy when all of a sudden we both, at the same time, clear as day, saw the girl standing there in the corner by the closet, staring at us with a look of displeased confusion. We were looking right at her. She was about five foot nine, judging from the closet door next to her, with a black Victorian-style dress and short straight hair about chin-length with a fair face, and was quite clear. She didn't appear to be transparent because we couldn't see the wall behind her. Then, just as soon as we saw her, she was gone, yet it felt like an eternity looking at her. We were frozen in silence, and in the room, there was a terrible stillness. We both were very freaked out and didn't say anything or even move for a brief time. We then talked about it, realizing that we both had seen the same thing at the same time. Word for word made us full of speculation. Needless to say, it killed the mood of the evening for sure. And as you would expect, that relationship, same as the others before it, failed. Thus again, I was alone, and was, until I moved out. Shortly after that final event, I started taking care of my friend's cat, Spooks, and after receiving him, the mood shifted in the rest of the apartment. He never would go into the bedroom, not ever. I wonder if whatever this woman is, if she's afraid of cats and hates women, or perhaps she's bound to me. I still have the cat, and a lot of other stuff has happened at the other places I've lived thereafter. However, I feel this story is long enough, and I would be very interested in your thoughts on everything. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. And that was uh, that's from Glass. Holy cow, Glass. I loved it. Well, you know, like I said before, I'm no expert, but, um, you know, the first thing I want to know is, uh, you think it might be bound to you? Well, you know, the only thing um, that that you can do is just obviously if you move uh, to other places and you keep seeing her yeah you know I would think that she might be attached to you but um, you don't mention that and it sounds like this is the first and only place you've seen her I always like stories where other people are uh, seeing things as well and you don't you don't see until later just like this story as it looks like your girlfriends <laughs> keep seeing this lady or girl and, yeah, I would say uh, there's something about that she doesn't like women. Uh, and it looks like your relationships keep failing. Uh, like you said, you're alone until you moved out of that place. And it looks like it sounds like you found another girlfriend and everything's okay. Yeah, but, um, you know, it doesn't seem violent, right? It's kind of spooky when it shows up like that, scaring your girlfriend, displeased look on her, on her face, right? Staring back. But uh, that's about it. So it's not too bad. I, Yeah, it would be pretty spooky. You know, I don't like that late at night. You're in your bedroom, right? You're awake. Or your, your girlfriends are awake. Or they wake up, whatever. And they see this girl just standing in the corner staring at her. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Glass. Hey, thank you very much for sharing that. Good story. Yeah, that would spook me. I probably wouldn't be able to stay there at all. You know, I just don't like things like that. Especially while you're sleeping in your bedroom. <laughs> you know, the safest place in, the whole, in, the whole, in your whole home. Yeah, taboo. All right, what do we got? What's next? This one is called Mall Hauntings, and it's by ICE. Okay, ICE, let's see what you got, man. I've been working at this tiny mall in Idaho. For the last four years. Two of those years I was working as a custodian part-time while working at Taco Time. Now I work as a security guard, and of the three days I work, I do two graveyard shifts. These happenings are just too strange to discard as an overactive imagination. My first experience was while working the closing shift as a custodian. I was finishing up the last 15 minutes before clocking out at midnight. No one worked graveyard security at the time, because the mall was owned by GGP. So I was completely by myself. I decided I'd hustle in vacuuming the entrance rugs, as well as the rugs in the corridors. I had all but finished every rug except for one in the corridor by Macy's. The one corridor that has an antique shop, neighbored by the exit. I opened the corridor double doors to see that one of the fluorescent lights was out at the end of the corridor. The whole rest of the corridor was lit up well enough, so I walked all the way down towards the end and became aware that the end of the corridor was pitch black. I couldn't even make out the wall even though there was plenty enough light from the other fluorescent lights behind me. Suddenly, as I approached the rugs in the darkness, I felt an overwhelming feeling that I wasn't wanted there. It was so overwhelming, and the feeling came so quick. I instantly fled from the dark void. I didn't even look back as I shut the entrance doors. After that incident, I decided firmly that the mall had an entity haunting it. I've had enough unexplained events beforehand to know... That an overwhelming feeling flooding into my conscious mind was more than a wild imagination. Second thing that happened was nothing big. I was working closing shift at taco time and was just sitting back there as usual, waiting for time to pass because we never had many customers towards the end of a weekday night. I was listening to music and sitting next to the fridge when, out of the blue, the fridge door opened itself. For my experiences, The fridge door never had a problem staying shut, and its seals were in perfect condition. I just sat there, looking at it, and said out loud, Could you shut that when you're finished? I think I even said thank you. I shut the fridge, shaking my head all the while. A real prankster, this ghost. Third event happened last week on my graveyard shift, down the same corridor my first experience happened. All my graveyard shifts had seemed to go by without any incident. I accepted that there was an entity in the building, maybe more than one. I felt like I was being watched every shift, but nothing ever seemed to happen until last week. I was on my second run around the building at about 3 a.m. I made it to the Macy Corridor and the second I opened the double doors, that feeling overwhelmed me. I could hear a soft humming Almost like a distant vehicle idling, I stopped and listened for a moment trying to figure out why I was hearing such a strange noise at that time of night. I moved down the hallway towards the exit entrance doors to hit my button and that was when the feeling washed over me harder. I was not one of there. The humming had dissipated and all was silent. I was just about to hit the button when a loud clang sounded from nowhere. I screamed angrily, furious that something was actually messing with me so effectively. My whole body tingled in fear, yet my adrenaline kept me from running. I hit the button and stomped out of the corridor, feeling as if a giant maw was going to swallow me whole. I've had plenty of experience with unexplained events, but this recent one really got to me. I feel like something is slowly working into my mind and playing off of my deepest fears. I have to go back tonight. For another graveyard, and I really don't want to. I need suggestions on how to deal with this entity. The strange thing is, before that happened, I was giving my girlfriend advice on how to deal with that feeling of being watched in her house. I suggested she embrace the limitless power of her spirit and allow her aura to spread throughout the house. I reminded her that we are eternal, selflessness and love deters evil spirits. Ironically, on the same night, an entity seemed to hear me and figure out how to break my defenses down. Keep up the good work. Love listening to you. And that was uh, from ICE. ICE, I love it. Oh, man, security guard stories. You guys know that uh, Terry from Texas that comes on Wednesdays, he used to be a security guard. He tells of a story um, that when he was a security guard and... I think that was back in season two, or maybe season one. It was a long time ago. But yeah, you know, you security guards on those graveyard shifts, you hear some odd things and um uh, yeah, that would be spooky. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's hard to say. Obviously that one corridor gives you the creeps and I, I get it. You know, those um when you're when you're finding you're not even thinking about paranormal, you're not even thinking about ghosts and all of a sudden you just get this Feeling almost instantly that you're being watched or a feeling of dread some people uh describe it as in this case, you feel like you're not wanted there, and it's you know it's down that Macy's corridor. I would just stay away from that place, you know if it doesn't want you there, just stay away because it seems like when you do your rounds, you don't have any issues until well until you go down that corridor, so uh leave it alone. <laughs> That's all That's all you got to do. And, of course, your boss might get angry because you're not changing the light bulbs, right? That first time, you know, at the end of the hallway, the fluorescent lights were out. Yeah, well, you know, maybe ask around. I wonder if anyone else there has uh, noticed some things. That's pretty neat about the taco time thing. You're, what, you're sitting by the fridge, and all of a sudden that fridge door just opens. You You actually see this happen. Yeah. And you, you know, you know the fridge. Uh, never had a problem keeping shut. You probably worked there for quite some time, so yeah, that would uh, make me scratch my head as well. Seeing that, I wouldn't worry about it, not unless it's really uh, starting to bother you. I mean, uh, you don't own the place, so it's not like you could bring in a, a priest or something to do a blessing, right? And not to mention, as always, uh, people might think you're nuts. <laughs> You know, don't you talk to your boss about this sort of thing but yeah i'll just stay away from that corridor if it doesn't want you there then you know there's no reason to go down there just leave it alone and it, it sounds like it's leaving you alone right yeah thank you again for uh sharing that ice good story i like those security guard stories yeah i worked a uh, graveyard shift before but i've always been in a office environment and yeah you know um We've had a few stories of office workers that come in late at night to drop off some work for, on the boss's desk and they just hear some odd things in the office. And uh, I think the how that one of the stories went is um when the when people go to work, you know, during the day, the next morning, uh the people that were dropping off their work for the boss, they stopped going to the boss's office and they just kept on uh, they just kept on dropping off their work at the front desk they wouldn't even go back into the office building you know so it got that bad <laughs> but yeah I uh, it is quiet it's definitely kind of spooky but I never when I was working late at night in the office um, nah never heard anything nothing that grabbed my attention and like I said before uh, you know something has to hit me straight in the face right um, I don't go looking for it uh, and needs to grab my attention. So if it's nothing, no biggie, then I don't worry about it. You know, if there's like a little noise down the hall, big deal. You know, all kinds of stuff can happen. Right? Air conditioning, heat turns on, you hear some clanking. Yeah, it's no big deal. All right. Let's see here. My mouth's getting a little dry. Let me uh, take a sip of my green tea real quick, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So good. All right. What do we got here? What's next? This one is called, Is My Child Seeing Something? And it's by Garrett. All right, Garrett. Let's see what you got, man. Last summer, I had purchased a sprinkler for my son to play in on hot days. At this time, he was almost three years old. By chance, while playing, he ran through an anthill and received numerous bites. He did not appear to be having a reaction that required immediate attention that day. The next day, we monitored him, and when he appeared to have no reaction, we sent him to preschool. When I arrived to retrieve him, I noticed he began to have an adverse reaction. I made the decision to take him to the local emergency room. Because I did not want to be alone, I asked my mom to go with me, since my husband was at work at the time. When we arrived to the emergency room, I scanned the room to see how many people were waiting. At that time, there weren't many people, and he appeared to be the only child. When the triage nurse called us back to do an assessment, his blood pressure and temperature were taken all were normal. My son looked at me and said, Mom, do you see that little boy? I responded, what little boy? He said, right there. He is crying for his mommy and daddy. I asked the nurse if there were any other children in the other room, which she responded no. I asked my son to show me where he was seeing this little boy. He got down out of my lap and walked towards a corner of the room and pointed and said, Right there, Mom. You see him? I, unfortunately, did not see the child my son was talking about. I asked the nurse if all of his vitals were normal or if he could be seeing things as a part of the reaction. She replied, No, but where he was pointing was part of the old ER we recently completed remodeling. This was creepy to both my mother and myself, as well as my husband once I told him, We never really mentioned it again, nor did we question it. We just figured that he has always been a very sensitive child in regards to people's feelings, and it could be possible he saw something because of the environment we were in and all of the things that have happened over the years in that emergency room. I have not thought much about that night until yesterday. I recently informed him that we would be meeting one of my sisters that he has not known. I had reached out to her after hearing of her cousin's passing, Mind you, the only time I spoke to her or anyone about what she was dealing with was while I was not in the presence of my child, meaning he was at preschool. Ironically, around 8 p.m., severe storms moved into our area, and as usual, my 3-year-old is running around the house crazy with the dogs. I decided to take his picture and told him I was sending it to his grandmother and his aunts. He immediately said, "'And Ginger?' I told him, yes, and Ginger, if you wanted. He said, no, Ginger is sad. I said, why is Ginger sad, son? He said, because Dylan lost Aunt Ginger. This is my sister's cousin's name that passed last week in a dirt bike accident. I asked him how he knew that name. He responded, I don't know, I just do. I asked him, did he know what Dylan looked like? He said, yes, he has yellow hair. And please keep in mind, this has not been discussed around him, period. I saved several pictures of my friends from Facebook to my phone. I asked my son if I showed him a picture, would he know if it was Dylan? He said, yeah. I showed him a series of five pictures. When I got to the last picture, he said, yep, mom, that's Dylan right there. I asked my son, how did he know who that was? I know for a fact that he has never been around this person ever. I asked him where he saw Dylan. He told me that he saw him at church at Mother's Day. I knew this couldn't be because he was being buried while he was at Mother's Day. I asked him where at Mother's Day did he see Dylan. He told me when we were on the water slide. At this point I did not further question him on Dylan. I, I didn't want him to think he had done something wrong. Is this even possible? I've retraced my steps from last week and when I talked on the phone around my son, I know he had absolutely no exposure to the subject or name. I immediately called my mom to discuss this with her. She let me know that she started to tell me something about her grandmother on my biological father's side when my son said he saw a little boy last year at the hospital but did not want me to freak out. She told me that my cousins had told her about our family members thinking my grandmother was crazy because she claimed to see spirits. So when she went to live in Savannah, they did not tell her that their house was a funeral home prior to them purchasing it. In the middle of the night, they woke to her standing in their room with her suitcase She insisted on them taking her to a hotel. She told them she knew she was staying in a house that used to be a funeral home, and they had her staying in the room where bodies were embalmed. Any thoughts on this would be greatly appreciated. Is it possible that he could have a gift? I have always considered him a very sensitive baby. He has always been attuned to feelings of others, even when he has no idea if something is wrong. Not that it is a curse by any stretch of the means. I just want to know is this a fluke or something that can be explained away? I'm just confused. Thank you for reading. And that's from Garrett. Garrett, thank you very much for uh, sharing that. Very interesting stuff. I'm just going to say this uh, again. I said it in the past. Uh, kids are creepy, they creep me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> when they do things like this, yeah, it's just creepy um especially when they go into detail, like your son does, uh especially with this Dylan thing, you know your cousin's uh or um yeah, your cousin's friend that died in a dirt bike accident um there's no reason why he shouldn't even know the name Dylan or know what Dylan looks like or anything about Dylan, yeah. And especially, you know, back at the hospital. I read this sort of thing all the time. Now, it's one thing for them to be sitting in their room playing by themselves and having their whatever. You know, your daughter has a, you bought her a little tea set and she has her stuffed animals and she's talking to her stuffed animals or just having a little tea party. Well, it's something totally different where... You know he's fine, and then you take him to you know the hospital and he's fine, and then all of a sudden he just starts talking about this kid in the corner that <laughs> used to be the old e r yeah um i think yeah i there's some indications here that he might be sensitive uh you only you know that like you mentioned here at the end uh he's a he's attuned to other people's feelings. Um, he knows when uh, he has no idea if something is wrong. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, even even when he has no idea if something is wrong. Okay, that it sounds like that she, he knows when someone's feeling bad or whatever. Okay. Yeah, you know, empath. Who knows? Yeah, I would just uh, you know keep my eye on him. You said this is only two times that he's done this sort of thing. So yeah, it would get kind of weird if it was every day. But yeah, I. I like the idea that it's only been two times so far. So, um, and it's random. He's just not talking, making stuff up. Cause they'll do that. You know, they'll, they'll just make stuff up to see what your reaction is. But when it's odd, random times like this and totally different things, um, you know, a, he sees a little boy. The second thing is Dylan, you know, the, the cousin's friend that died and yeah, not really uh like, yeah, interesting stuff, Garrett. Thank you very much for, sh- uh, for sharing that. And, right, okay, that's it, guys. That's the last of the stories. As always, thank you very much for uh, coming here and listening to me ramble on and keep on sending in your stories. <laughs> Send them to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. And New Year's is upon us. So, hey, guys, be safe out there. No drinking and driving, all right? You know, just take a taxi, have a designated driver. It's the only safe way. You don't want to hurt yourself or anybody else. There's enough of that out there. Uh, You know, people are dying, drunk driving. Not good. But enjoy yourself. Have fun. No fights, okay? (laughs) All right. And remember, this Friday, brand new video shows. Tomorrow, Aaron's Hard Show, brand new. And Wednesday, brand new. Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And I am calling it. This show's been produced by myself and Britt and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.